Monday, April 26th, the 116th day of 2021. There are 249 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch. On YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll get you set for Derby Week. Derby 147 is on the way, and there's a new national champion in Kentucky. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Peach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You you know one of my issues regarding tattoos is the permanency of it all. Yes. Absolutely. Because and I, I agree. I think there are just very few things in life that you can be confident that you want to permanently affix to your body in the form of artwork. Yes. So as a result, I love tattoo fails because I see, ha ha, see, you didn't do it correctly. <laughs> a woman who thought she was getting a romantic tattoo to commemorate a trip to Sedona, Arizona with her uh, significant other accidentally got a, a abandoned spot in the middle of the Pacific Ocean as the lat long addresses. So she went to Google and got the latitude and long, longitude okay. uh, addresses. So she got the coordinates of the spot where they had this wonderful weekend. She was hoping that it signified Sedona, Arizona. Come to find out it's just a, a spot where there's nothing in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So it, to me, it kind of serves her right because she doesn't know latitude and longitude but properly. That's terrible. Uh, she says she can have it fixed because she got the north and the south mixed up, but she also says she might just leave it like it is because it's kind of humorous. What would you do? Would you repla- repair it or leave it? Oh, I would absolutely repair it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio Newshawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Oak Grove. It's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good, how are you? Doing well. For you know, Monday, I mean. You know where Oak Grove is? Uh, is it in Grayson County? Oh, yeah. No, no. It's not too far from where you live. Go on out Millerstown Road and uh, a couple miles to turn right on Oak Grove Road. Pretty okay. easy to find. So okay. Even you can even you can find that. So are you saying you had a boring weekend on the whole? I wouldn't say that. It was one of those where I was just knocking out some chores and and so on Saturday it was kind of a blah day, you know, with how oh, yeah. rainy and yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure I really went outside other than to take the garbage out. So wow, well, that must have been you must have been very felt very strongly about getting the garbage out. Yes, because Saturday can't be garbage day. No, but it was when the garbage bag's full. He got no no oh, more room to. All right, no to room in, in the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the list of the most boring things in Reader's Digest reportedly recently. You got any ideas what you think the most boring thing is? No, oh, man. Standing in line is the most boring thing, followed by in order doing laundry, getting stuck in traffic, meetings, diets, exercise, weeding the lawn, and housework. Does taking the garbage out count as housework? Yeah, but that takes. 15 seconds, so it's not, it. it's not too, I agree with all too bad. I so. was not bored this weekend, I, so I'm going to tell you about Saturday evening in a moment because that's at the end of the segment. We're going to talk about the excitement. I at, think we spent this doing the same thing. UK, yep, their shared experience. See, we were, all doing the, we were all doing the same thing. And But Friday, I started my weekend off by listening to L.V. Shane, his debut at the Grand Ole Opry. So it was super exciting to hear. He got to do two songs. He did I Had Not Heard Keep On Strumming before, so that was kind of a... Uh, that was a message of, you know, when you, the pandemic and coming out of it, just like Nemo, keep on swimming, keep on swimming. This is keep on strumming. And then, of course, he did My Boy, which, you know, went up the charts and kind of has given him a lot of notoriety. So it's good to see somebody, you know, all the way from, I think, specifically Towsie is where he's from. But, you know, Towsie is a suburb to the big thriving metropolis of, of Caneyville. And, of course, you know. How big Caneyville is, where all the movers and shakers are. <laughs> but I was really happy to see it for him. Um, 
for anyone who has uh, set out to be an artist, especially in that genre, you feel like you've made it when you get to play the Grand Ole Opry. And so uh, it's just nice to be able to stand in that circle and the significance of performing and performing a couple of songs. It's so good for him. I was, uh, I was happy, to, happy to see it for him. And hopefully good things continue to uh, continue to happen for him with his new EP out. I've heard bits and pieces of it. I will say. County roads, right? Very good, Sam. You get a gold star beside your name for today <laughs> because, goodness gracious, it's so easy. Because of John Denver's country roads, it is so easy for people to look at that title and say country roads. And the daggone announcer at the Grand Ole Opry said it wrong twice. He said, listen for his new single, Country Roads. And I said, it's not Country Roads, it's County Roads. Well, don't don't go look at my Google Google search history because it would pop up as Country Roads just based on the habit. And then it popped up. No, it's County Roads. Yeah, Did you mean count, that? Count, yeah. County Roads. Not, I'm not saying Country Roads aren't good, but I'm saying there's a special significance to well, County Roads. We're not in West Virginia. Either. That's true. That's true. And I don't know any mountain mamas. So there you go. Uh, welcome to Derby Week, by the way. We will have uh, lots of sunshine this week, and it's going to get into the 80s. But by the time that Oaks Day rolls around, we'll settle back into the upper 60s and uh, should be nice. Highs jump well into the 70s today. Could reach the warmest of 2021 so far. The closer to Louisville you get, the more likely you are to hit 80 today. 85 in Louisville tomorrow, I think, out here away from the heat metropolis. You'll be more likely to be 82 maybe tomorrow here between the lakes. But 78 today, 60 tonight, partly cloudy skies, and 85 for tomorrow. And then the trend of nice weather continues. I... A, l- a few passing clouds on Saturday and 72, that is the ideal Derby Day weather. You don't want it to be too hot. Oh. You don't want it to be too cold. I mean, and... and when's, to, when's the last time we didn't have a Derby that rained? Uh, you know, I guess it good, didn't rain in the fall, but was that really the Derby? But, you know, it was only until... It was only maybe three or four years ago that it had ever been raining during the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Because I know the past couple we've had rain though. Yes, we have, and we've had rain throughout the day, but then it's been muddy, muddy, muddy. Not to mention, we're going to get a really nice back-to-back day. Get between Oaks Day and Derby Day together. The weather sometimes it's rainy on one and sunny on the other, but this is going to be nice and mild. And selfishly, the, the warmest day of the week is a game we have a game we have a day we have a game on. So it's good. That, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday. Tomorrow, manana, yeah, very good. Uh, one thousand four hundred twenty-one new COVID nineteen cases reported by the governor's office over the weekend. Six hundred seven Friday, four hundred eighty-nine on Saturday, but three hundred twenty-five yesterday. Sixty-eight combined coronavirus deaths. Uh, 37 of those are audit deaths. So if you're really looking at day-over-day numbers, you need to back out 37 of that. The rolling day seven day, the rolling seven-day positivity rate, though, falling eight straight days, down from 3.36 Thursday to 3.18 yesterday. That's good. Also, I've been asking the who, who, where are the cases coming from? Largely children is where the positive cases are coming from. And we are seeing hospitalizations decrease down to 381 Kentuckians and patients on ventilators down by 10 to 45. So that is good. We are still, we're not making the amount of progress that um, I think people would like in our vaccination goal. The governor says we need to get to two and a half million before some of the restrictions go away, according to him. We're now less than 780,000 of that, but it doesn't seem like we've moved a lot over the last two to three weeks when the incentives were placed uh, out there. The, uh, there are now 1,723,000 uh, and some change who have received at least one dose of the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines. And then we learned on Friday the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has been unpaused, so it will be back in play as well. Should also remind you, uh, today at 1 o'clock, the Grayson County Health Department, uh, with some assistance from us, will be having a Q&A session with Dr. Joe Lee. I know of no other healthcare professional in, uh, in Grayson and surrounding counties that, has, that is regarded to have the wisdom and the knowledge that Dr., uh, Dr. Lee, Dr. Joe, is regarded to have. Um, 
and he will be giving you there there's no telling how many now adults that Dr. Lee has had influence <laughs> on in helping to raise from a healthcare standpoint and also help raise parents by giving them good input and good, get good guidance. If you have questions, if you are on the fence, if you're uncertain about should I, should I not, how should I feel about this, and you trust the input of Dr. Lee, today is your opportunity to hear it and it's your opportunity to ask questions. So that'll be a 1 o'clock across the uh, K105 digital productions platforms. It will be hosted by Public Health Director Josh Embry. He'll be doing the questions, and Dr. Lee will be providing the answers as best uh, he can. So it's a, it's a good opportunity for you to participate and actually sort through some of the, well, some people say this and some people say that. You can get it from a, what I think you would consider a reliable source. I love this. I think it's great. I have been I've been watching some of the numbers on the number of people that are and aren't choosing to be vaccinated. And I don't, I don't know what this particular data set was, but I heard a number that said on CBS this morning. So again, consider the source 51% of Republicans said they were not getting the vaccine. And that it, it struck me as a little bit odd. Uh, 51% is a very specific amount. So you're saying just over the majority. Now, whether that number is true or not, I don't know. But it did plant a seed with me that I I would encourage. Here's what I think we all should. Here's what I would ask. This is my ask, by the way, as a Republican, as a Republican who has been vaccinated. I would ask you in your heart of hearts, you don't have to tell anybody about it. You don't have to make a big, bold statement. You don't have to. I'm just saying do some introspection of self and try and figure out how much of your feelings about being about not being vaccinated due to COVID-19 might be for purely political reasons. Yet I'm not I'm not going to blame you for that. You're not going to be blamed for that. I'm just saying if you get to the point where you see, you know, I've really just dug in on this politically, but it kind of makes a smart, you know, it's a smart play health-wise to do this and for the benefit of those around me, no one is going to criticize you if you pivot and you change your position on this and decide that you want to be vaccinated. Okay, I just know that we are so polarized as a society politically that we feel like we've got to go to our political corners. We've got to go to our red corners and our blue corners, and we just, you know, we lock arms with people that think like us, and we say, by golly, this is the way that we are. It's okay if you change your mind. It is completely and entirely okay if you change your mind, and it might be for the benefit of not only you, but your family and those around you. So that's what I would say. Uh, one of Grayson County's most wanted has been arrested. 22-year-old Trenton Powell St. Paul was arrested earlier this month in Barron County for theft by failure to make required disposition of property. He was wanted in Grayson County for first-degree criminal abuse with a child under the age of 12 endangering the welfare of a minor and fourth-degree assault and uh, some other charges there. He was uh, most recently on the most wanted by the Grayson County Sheriff's Office list, and so uh, another in that column of being apprehended. A St. Paul man has been arrested after being nabbed, stealing and dismantling a piece of lumber equipment worth thousands of dollars. This happened late last week. The Grayson County Sheriff's Office Sergeant Jason Ludke was dispatched to the Gibson Cemetery Road to report of a property dispute. At the scene, Ludke met with three victims who told the sergeant that earlier in the day they discovered their deceased father's sawmill had been taken and moved across the road from where it was supposed to be. Additionally, a $9,000 piece of equipment had been completely dismantled and apparently destroyed. He made contact with 62-year-old Kenny Gibson, who was across the street. After questioning, Gibson admitted to taking, dismantling, and loading the sawmill onto the back of his truck before transporting the equipment across the road. His plan was to sell the equipment for scrap. So Gibson was arrested and charged with theft by unlawful taking, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, some good news. Deputy Coroner, uh, Grayson County Deputy Coroner Larry Holman has received the highest honor bestowed by the Kentucky Coroner's Association on Thursday. Uh, he was part of a ceremony at the Kentucky Coroner's Conference in Louisville, and he became the first Grayson County Deputy Coroner to be named Master Coroner. So, oh, good right. for you. Awesome. Larry, thanks for 
representing us well. A body has been found in the Ohio River in Kentucky a week after a boat collided with a barge. LMPD spokesperson Dwight Mitchell said the body found Saturday about 30 miles from shore has not been identified. Uh, I, you know, this was contained to kind of thunder weekend. They looked most of last week for two victims they could not find. They found one yesterday, and then I read as of uh, late last evening that a fisherman in Meade County uh, near Brandenburg had found a body later yesterday that they think is going to be the remaining uh, missing person from that incident. Saturday evening, uh, I am I am um, easy easily able to report that I've watched more college volleyball <laughs> in the last week than I've ever watched my entire life put together. Me too. See, I went to a lot of Western games because Western was you really did. good. Okay. So, right. uh, I mean, they won. They were really good when I was there. And they were really good this year, yeah, too. They, they were in I the mean, tournament yeah. they played. I was so happy for the Lady Cats. I was a little bit nervous. Uh, the women's volleyball team able to successfully win out in Omaha the uh, national championship for the University of Kentucky. Uh, kind of got off to a slow start. You know, Texas had a little we've been here before attitude and got out of the box well. And then the the – uh, cats regrouped, and I thought, well, surely this is going to go to a fifth set. In the fourth set, was, when yeah. it was close and it got to be 15-14 and 16-15, and I thought, Texas is going to wait to send this to the fifth set because that's what you do in the national championship game. But when the when the ladies sealed it in the fourth set, I thought, well, just wonderful. So excited for them. And the homecoming yesterday was... Yeah, I watched some of that. It was great. Great to watch. I just love seeing the big bus out on the tarmac, and they came off the plane and got on the bus and went down to Memorial, which is coincidentally along the Avenue of Champions. And uh, so it was good. I, were there any couches burned in Lexington Saturday night, Sam? Were the uh, couches safe? I think the couches were, but they were burning. They burned a one of those scooters, oh, you know, yeah. that you see. The jazzies. Uh, the, lines, the, the hover lines, rounds. Or, yeah. Oh, oh, those scooters. I get you. The, the push scooters, uh, not the ones you see at the grocery store. Yeah, no, 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 no. One of the ones that you can get in a city and ride it around town <laughs> yeah, and everything. Yeah, apparently. Leave. But apparently from what I heard from the reports that I had, that it took them a few minutes to light it on fire. So that was their biggest challenge. I think there's not a lot of flammable portions of one of those scooters. They're mostly metal, as I've uh, as I've I observed. think you're, you're an accurate description there. So just so happy to see. And also I heard the commentators mention that Kentucky likely to produce an Olympian in I'm, volleyball for I'm the first so time. I'm so glad you said that because I, I heard that. Uh -huh. And that was one of the only things – I'm sorry, I'm not sporty, but that was one of the only things that really caught my attention. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, oh – that's well, that's awesome. And then Kentucky's more than likely going to get one in track and field with Sidney McLaughlin. Yeah. And I mean Anthony Davis if he's healthy. I don't know I don't know how that's going to work if the NBA season's bumping up into be that. A national but, champion or uh, a world champion, I guess. So yeah, that, that so could work. you could get a bunch of Olympians from the state. Well, great for the Cats, great for the university. In a, in a year when absent, you know, <laughs> no no men's basketball presence, it was nice to to see the ladies come in there and uh Totally redeem ourselves. That was nice. So I'm wearing a UK shirt today in honor of the women's ba uh, volleyball team. Uh, Brad Keselowski claimed his sixth win at Talladega with an overtime pass yesterday. And uh, also the great the Cougar bass fishing team was down on uh, Kentucky Lake over the weekend. It was great to see for them. The They were uh, a few ounces short of making Just state. a few ounces short. Oh. Just a few. And, I mean, i got to think Saturday. That had to be miserable. Uh, it had to be awful. Mm. <laughs> it had to be a, I mean, I, I'm not a fishing day. expert, but I wouldn't think that that would be. No, conditions were yeah. not favorable by any stretch of the imagination. And the Cougar Band had their banquet yesterday. Looking forward to uh, getting the results of the award winners and all that. They had that down at the amphitheater yesterday. But uh, on the on tap for today, Sam, what uh, what do you, uh, tomorrow, what do you got for K105 Digital Productions well, today? The baseball team goes to Edmondson County. It's the district game that counts, and we'll have the homestanding version of that game tomorrow at 5.30. All right. Can't wait to see it. Got to get to a break. We're going to talk art in the park coming up here on In the Gnome. To feel this empty heart up, a thousand proof, don't change the truth, I doubt it, but it's Today is Pretzel Day. I'm a big fan, but I'm certainly not the biggest pretzel fan in my family. Is this hot or soft? Or soft or hard? Either. Either. I like I'll take soft either. Pretzels. My dad and Taylor are both 
bigger pretzel fans than I am, and I like them, but I can't hold a candle to them. <laughs> uh, it's Richter Scale Day today, and it is also Hug an Australian Day today. I don't know one. I don't know one either. I have to work pretty hard to find one. You, did you know that boomerangs are uh, Australia's number one export? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, they're also their number one import. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. You get it? What? You didn't like that joke? Oh, come on. Uh, Art in the Park is coming up on, uh, what, May 15th, something like that. We say good morning to uh, Debbie Childress from the Grayson County Alliance, but also uh, official spokesperson for Art in the Park. Do you have, good morning, by the way. Good morning. Do you have an official title with the Art in the Park? Just uh, whatever needs to be done or? Yes. Okay. That's get it. her done. <laughs> the get her done. And how's that going? Are you getting her done? I, I am because of the amazing people that I work with. Yeah. Uh, so, like so many things, you mentioned something during the break. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the surprise. But Sam said it's been a while since that, and you said it's been a while since a lot of things. Uh, regrouping after uh, one year absence or after the pandemic and some time away. Is there is there an opportunity? To do new things and and revive this after being paused for a year, or do you find it being very challenging to get people spun back up? Both. Okay. It's a a challenge because uh, people are still hesitant, uh, like our artists and fine crafts persons are uh, still a little hesitant about coming back to festivals. So some of our regulars are are holding back a little bit and just going to kind of visit the show. Uh, and then, but it's also an opportunity because I think a lot of people discovered in all the time at home passions for a lot of things, including art and uh, fine crafting. And so they may have developed. Um, I have a friend who started an Etsy bis- business uh, during the pandemic. And so she's really found her creative uh, vibe. And so maybe there's that opportunity for somebody new. I saw a story on 60 Minutes last night. It's very timely that you come in today. Because some of their features were with artists of Broadway, and in particular the the performing artists who, during the pandemic, you know, all of their dates got canceled. The theaters are dark, and that's limited to one region of the of the country. If you multiply that out across fifty states and really across the world, it's quite uh, it's quite troublesome on what people have been doing and the unique ways. Um, that that New York has been dealing with these pop-up shows where they would find places that artists could safely perform and they could say, well, I'll perform here just to give people some sense of normalcy. And, and I, I think we, I think we lose track uh, or we, maybe we start to undervalue the importance of art in our pandemic until suddenly in our lives until suddenly it's removed mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity, a very important opportunity to get, you know, back to something normal, something that we enjoy, something that makes us something that makes us feel good. But you touched on something, Debbie, about artists, you know, not really being prepared for this year's show. Uh, To my point, you don't really conduct yourself if you don't have an outlet for your art. Most artists don't want to just, you know do their do their craft do their art and then just hide it in a closet they want a place to display or they want a shared experience with people and so it's been hard to get artists who are prepared because they don't know how to have acted over the last 18 months fair to say fair to say and it's been you know it's been a day-to-day basis a lot of times for our planning you know it we came down to the wire of deciding that yes we're going to do art in the park and we feel like uh we can within any guidelines we need to do and stay safe but really bring people back together and continue to build community again and it's just a great way to be with your friends and neighbors uh in a our park is so pretty and uh what the artists and the fine crafts people bring and the musicians and the food vendors and just the children's activities all of that just brings a strong sense of community back. I know that if you would like to be an attendee of Art in the Park, it's easy to tell you the benefits and the value of going as an attendee. But without exhibitors and without performers and without people that are providing the art, it's hard to have Art in the Park. So I understand that that's where a lot of the weight of your appearance today should be is appealing 
to people that want to participate from a from a vendor standpoint, if you will. But I'm sure they naturally have questions. Well, how does this work in a COVID environment? And so what what would you say to potential vendors to help give them confidence about participating? Well, exhibitors and vendors should know that we're doing everything. We're going to have sanitation stations. We're going to have things spaced out. We'll have signage on board, and and uh, we'll just everybody is able to uh, follow the messaging. You know, distance yourself from other people. Uh, wear a mask when you're in close proximity. Uh, everything's outside, so that's a, that makes it just so much easier. And that area of the park is where we can spread out a little bit. Nobody has to be elbow to elbow. Uh, it's just it's just going to be easier to do than we think. It's just taking that little first step and getting back out. And those artists and vendors, uh, they invest so much of themselves in what they create uh, that uh, it, they they want to know that there's a place to 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 be and share that talent. And that's what Art in the Park is going to be for them. I know that uh, you shared with something with me the other day. It's interesting how these seeds get planted and then they germinate and they and they blossom into other things. But even going back all the way to Christmas on our big year ender show, uh, Bethany Ray was a performer. And you said you were moved to the point of that, that it gave you motivation to plan for art in the park. Would you share that? Absolutely. I so enjoyed uh her as a student presenting to the community through the radio station. And I, I just was reminded again at the amazing talents that our young people have. And we have some incredible instructors here locally that are facilitating those student talents. And so we're excited that in addition to our, our stage uh, musicians and performers, we will have uh, many venues throughout the park where we will be staging student artists. And so we have already secured Bethany to present present at Art in the Park, and then uh, Joseph Alexander and J.C., his daughter, will be presenting at one of those slots, and so we're looking for some more student uh, musicians to consider being part of Art in the Park. It could be a 10-minute, a 20-minute performance, and uh, we just want to keep the sight and the sound and the creativity all day long. You know, when I think about just these, I would almost impromptu or little pop-ups or whatever, I remember back around Easter, we were we were talking about how my papa Malcolm would always make us before we could open presents on Christmas Eve. It was always you've if you played the saxophone, I want to hear your latest what you've been doing on the saxophone. If you've been singing special music at church, you got to sing a song. If it's you know whatever instrument, whatever talent you had, whatever art you were participating in, he insisted that okay, you've got to share with the family before we can move on. And so I kind of think of those little things like you know you're out in the park and you're just showcasing what it is you've been working on and the milestone that you've achieved maybe when you haven't been able to perform publicly. Absolutely. And and how wonderful to showcase our students. A lot of times other activities get followed and uh, the crowds attend, but uh, these creative arts, uh, I know you know as a musician yourself how that can follow you all of your life and be a benefit to you personally and for others around you. And I just love that our students have these talents and we can showcase them. And maybe for those who aren't of the performing artist variety, again, a lot of what we're doing today encourage people to be to, to showcase talent, to be exhibitors, to be vendors. Maybe you're not so good at the performance art, but maybe you have the ability to paint or maybe do something that's uh, closer along those lines. You've incorporated something called the Tiny Art Show. So even if you're not really an artist or you don't fancy yourself as, hey, look at me, I'm Picasso, you have an opportunity for them to contribute and to the show, but also help generate funds for your cause. What's the Tiny Art Show? Well, this idea spurred off something I participated in a couple of years ago for another nonprofit agency. And, and so everybody is invited, no matter your age or your skill level. I'll be participating, so it's open to anybody. Uh, you can uh, create uh, art, and it is a floral theme. And so that is up to your interpretation. And we, uh, four by six inch or smaller flat panel canvas. That is the big guideline. And you can enter up to five pieces per artist. And I've already started on my projects this weekend. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And it can be any medium, really can. So whatever you can get to adhere to that flat panel canvas, and you can be part of an exhibit that will be on display from 9 to 10, day of the show. And then beginning at 10, these pieces go on sale for $10 a piece 
100% of that goes to the food pantry. So you're getting something to help your community. Nate, you, well, it's just something, again, something small. You can incorporate it into your decor or as a keepsake or however you want to do that. But know that you're also helping uh, advance the causes of uh, of the alliance, which, um, you know, you've got, you've got uh, the alliance. You've got some key things that you rely upon each year as far as fundraisers go. And by the way, some of those are getting to be some what I would call signature events mm-hmm. in the community. The Your bowls project that you do, the... Uh, the Ducking Hunger Regatta and the Art in the Park. These are some of the creme de la creme type of events that we have in our community, and they're all going to help a very important cause in the Grayson County Alliance. Uh, what do we need to know about that? Anything in particular? Well, we're we're so thankful to be able to serve our community with food support and our tax program and the referral system in our classroom. But all of that takes funding, and uh, we're these are the three things that the Alliance uh, hosts to in generate funds uh, for the food pantry and to make that possible. We averaged 900 families a month in 2020, 778 new families. Uh, it was an incredible year for us, uh, and we met that demand because we have an amazing community that continues to support us in the different things that we do. And so just like uh, Grayson County Tourism, Litchfield Tourism, uh, City of Litchfield, the county, uh, Grayson County uh, government, they have invested in the alliance and they are supporters of our fundraisers and make these things possible, too. And so it's a community effort. I know you're going to come back in a couple of weeks, a few days before the before Art in the Park, and we'll talk exact schedule and transportation and logistics and hours and all those things. But primarily what you're doing today is sending out a call to exhibitors, people that want to either perform, they want to exhibit, they want to showcase, they want to, you know, tiny art. What? How? So how do I go about engaging with you if I say I have a talent that I want to um, showcase at Art in the Park. Okay, so they can call us at the Alliance, 270-259-4000. They can reach out to our website, uh, gcaartinthepark.org. They can email us at gcaartinthepark at gmail.com. It's really easy. Uh, if you can connect with the Alliance, you can connect with Art in the Park because we are all in one. One-stop shopping, <laughs> correct? Yes. And the date, again, is May the... 15th. May the 15th, Saturday, May 15th, uh, contained to one day this year. Yes. And so it's going to be real easy to attend and participate. And we hope all exhibitors, if you're on the fence about it, please contribute and help out a wonderful cause. Debbie, good to see you as always. Good to be here. Colonel, good to see you. <laughs> That's Debbie Childress, our friend uh, from across the street from us, our Grayson County Alliance. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know Russia is bigger than Pluto? I guess that makes. I mean, I have no way of really knowing that. If you took Russia and and, and you wrapped it around a sphere, it would be bigger than the planet Pluto, which starts to better understand. I thought you were talking about the dog. Well, well, that's easy. (laughs) Everybody knows that, Sam. So I would not not waste their time with did you know. But um, it does explain. I always thought that when they told Pluto it was a planet, and then they sent it down. They they basically, um, they basically told Pluto it was no good. You mm-hmm. said you're not you're no longer a planet. You're a dwarf planet. And I thought, well, that's kind of rude. You're really killing Pluto's self esteem by doing that. But when I think you could wrap Russia around it and it would be bigger, I, well, okay, maybe maybe we were in a rush to award planet status. Maybe we we overplayed our hand to begin with. Is my point. I- it's a fair point. So, but you did clearly. I can tell by looking at the both of you. You did not know. <laughs> no, no, we did not. That Russia was bigger than Pluto. <laughs> Let's play a round of you pick trivia for today to prove you're the smartest person around the water cooler question. Here's question number one. Play along in the comments section if you'd like. Unfortunately, there will be no prizes for today uh, because our shipment didn't come in. <laughs> I'm sort of making that up, but but it is true. We did not get a shipment of prizes. Isn't it true? That is we true. did not get not a shipment of prizes. The Great Barrier Reef is off the coast of which country? 
The Great Barrier Reef is off the coast of which country? Is it South Africa, Australia, Fiji, or the Czech Republic? The Great Barrier Reef is off the coast of which country? South Africa, Australia, Fiji, or Czech Republic? Miss Buckles, did you hear me mention that today is Hug in Australian Day? I did. Okay. Not really. <laughs> uh, so you didn't hear my dad joke? You don't. It, I don't know. It, uh, it was definitely a dad joke. Okay. I asked Sam if he knew what the largest Australia's largest export was. And? It was the boomerang. He said that made sense. And I said that also makes it the largest import. That's terrible. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I had a better reaction than that. <laughs> but at, least, at least you got a little bit of a but chuckle. now I've told it 12. I, now I've told it twice. All right, you all locked in? Yes. All right, the Great Barrier Reef is off the coast of which country? Is it South Africa, Australia, Fiji, or the Czech Republic? Sam, what did you lock in? I was strongly considering the Czech Republic, but I went with Australia. <laughs> you went with Australia. Okay. Beej, what did you go with? Australia. You went with Australia, and that is correct. I would have been disappointed if you didn't get that correct, since swimming off of it is on your bucket list, is it not? Exactly. I thought you wanted to go to the Great Barrier Reef. We better hurry up and get there before it's gone. Yeah, where did the Olympic Games originate? Greece, Spain, England, or Olympus? Where did the Olympic Games originate? Greece, Spain, England, or Olympus? Give that some thought. Mull that over. The 2021 Oscars were last night. Nomadland was the winner of Best Picture. From I was watching people online who were watching the Oscars. On Twitter, I was not watching the Oscars, but those that know what they're doing apparently said it was awful. I saw the opening scene where Regina King walked through Union Station and into the theater there, and that was pretty good. From there forward, it was terrible. I know our K105 Digital Production crew member, Briley, he, he sent me a text last night. He said, hey, if you need any Oscars knowledge, hit me up. I'm your guy. Yeah. <laughs> so well, Unfortunately, I think we've covered about, <laughs> about how good the Oscars were. And I think it hurts that there weren't any... I mean, there really weren't any movies that came out. No, it was it was hard to do. But they set it up where the one they did best actor category after. See, have they gone to one category now? Because they've stopped calling people actors and actresses. They're just all actors. So does that mean they only have one category now where men and women? You no, because it was only men who were nominated for best actor. So do the women still have their own category? And if they do, how do they call that a different award than, see, this is where you, you all you all think you're sharp about having to make everything the same, <laughs> and suddenly it uh, backfires on you. Anthony Hopkins is the oldest person to win Best Actor. He won for The Father, and he wasn't there. They set it up. They thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win. And that was going to be a great way of signing off at the end of the night. Chadwick Boseman, we all miss him and celebrate. And then come to find out he did not win the Oscar. All right, back to water cooler question. Uh, back to you pick trivia. Sorry. Where did the Olympic Games originate? Greece, Spain, England, or Olympus? Beach, what say you? I said Spain. You said I don't Spain. Know. Espanol. Sam, what did you say? Greece. You said Greece. If you said Greece, you are correct. Aww. Greece. The, the uh, Athens. That's right. Greco Roman wrestling and that all makes that. Sense. In which mountain range would you find the Matterhorn? Mm. In which mountain range would you find the Matterhorn, the Alps, the Himalayas, the Appalachian, or the Sahara? <laughs> is it the Alps? Is it the Himalayas? Is it the Appalachian? Or is it the Sahara? Where would you find the Matterhorn? I know some of you would like to say. Disneyland. Disneyland does have its own Matterhorn, but the Matterhorn is not in Disneyland. You cannot say Anaheim. Anaheim is the incorrect answer. Are you all locked in? I am. All right. We'll go. Uh, I think it's Sam's turn to go first. Sam, is it? Um, Can I use a lifeline? Um, <laughs> who is the lifeline? 50-50. Uh, okay. Uh, I will eliminate Sahara. So I threw that answer out for you. So now you're, okay. down, to, you're down to three. That's not a 50-50. That's, that's a 33-33-33. Himalayas or Appalachian. You know it's not Appalachian. Okay, so you didn't help me. 
Uh, I'm guessing Alps. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Sam don't says know. the Alps. Beach, what say you? I said the same. The Alps are correct. Oh, that was you a guess. I had no idea. You got it I absolutely no correct. What else must you know before the, I told you about Anthony Hopkins? Oh, maybe the the biggest uh, – there were a couple of big memes from last night. Um, but Glenn Close dancing to debut was one of the funniest uh, portions of the evening. I, I would have not – I don't know if they had to tell Glenn Close what that song was after the show or <laughs> not sure, but it's uh, one of the things that got quite a bit uh, of attention. we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Gnome. MB's point to ponder for today. This was uh, covered on an episode of NCIS Los Angeles last night, and I thought, yes, that's a good pondering. Can you change your signature? I cannot imagine. Like, mine's going to be the same. I mean, so Marty Deeks and Kinsey, they're an item, and he didn't want to receive a package that was being delivered by UPS or FedEx because he doesn't like the way that his signature looks on the on that keypad thing mm-hmm. that and well no one's looks good and she said no one's looks good and he said no I don't like my signature period and she said change it and he said you can't change your signature and it made me wonder well sure you can if you get married I mean I'm sure when well I mean sorta mine was really easy when I got married so I went from a big CJ loop D to a big CJ loop B. And, and then basically a line. Yeah. Yours is, no one could tell what yours was no. anyway. And mine is just my initials with three lines behind each one. Like there's a D and then you might get a, almost like a dot that turns into a little bit of a line, but it's like M line, D line, B line. That's about the best I can do. But I start to think, no, I if I wanted to change my signature bad enough, I could. I just don't want to. See, in a, in a way, I'm kind of similar to that, but I'm lucky that at the end of my name, I've got letters that loop. So I usually do Samuel. So I've got the S, which is good, a nice big letter, and then I can do the big the big L, yeah. and then Gormley, the big G, and then the Y at the end. So it kind of... Um, I mean, so long as you tell the bank. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, nobody's writing checks anymore anyway. But, I mean, as long as you tell the bank, this but, is my new signature. The, the one you really got to... Tell is the election office because yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll get you. Yeah, that would help. Uh, so, I'm just saying, you created your signature. Every person created their own signature. No one said you have to adapt to this standard. You you did it for better or for worse. But I will tell you, I bet no one except for ladies once they change their name. That becomes their signature. You choose it in that moment, and that's it. Well, see, what I always wonder is if you get an athlete's signature, they'll usually put their number. Oh, and I yeah. always wonder what happens if they go to a new team and change their number. How how long does it take them to not put 31 by it or change it to 23 or whatever it is? You know a Jordan uh, – you know a Michael Jordan 45 autograph is not nearly as valuable as a or, Michael Jordan 23. A LeBron James 6 when he was 6 with the Heat for right. a couple of years. Yeah. So, uh, On television tonight on ABC – if you would like um, to celebrate 50 years of sunny days, there's a new uh, a new uh, show celebrating the 50th anniversary of Sesame Street on ABC tonight, highlighting the 50-year impact of the iconic series and the nonprofit behind it. On HGTV, the premiere of a show called 50K Three Ways, a couple have saved uh, $50,000 to renovate their dated home, and while they agree now is the time to do it, what exactly to renovate is up for debate. Mm. Oh, drama. Are we recording the sunny days? Yes, we are. Okay, good. And on The Voice, I have a feeling you're also going to ask if we're recording this. On The Voice tonight, <laughs> Snoop Dogg serves as a mega mentor to all of the teams on the final night of the knockouts. Yeah. <laughs> you won't go back and watch no. that. You don't want to see The Voice. I mean, thank you, but watch no. to see Snoop. By the way, I'd like to welcome our mowers to the show this morning. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for uh, not being able to read your watch. <laughs> That's television tonight. 
This date in 1986, an explosion and fire at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Ukraine caused a radioactive fallout to begin spewing into the atmosphere. In 1865, John Wilkes Booth, assassin of President Abraham Lincoln, was surrounded by federal troops at Port Royal, Virginia, and killed. Nazi Germany's infamous secret police, the Gestapo, was created this day in 1933. Come on by. Get a little closer. We don't mind. <laughs> 1977, the legendary nightclub Studio 54 had its opening in New York. Lucille Ball died this date in 1989. Birthdays today, Carol Burnett is 88, Bobby Rydell is 79, Roger Taylor of Duran Duran is 61, Kevin James is 56 today. Oh, wow. Dennis Cook, Shout right? Shout out to Doug Heffernan. Yeah. One of Dennis's favorites. Yep. I Ma- love him. Melania Trump is 51 today. I watched, uh, well, Friday night. We were just at home uh, just hanging out, and Hitch was on. Starring Kevin James. I love Hitch. So good. Uh, Niambi Niambi, the actor, is 42. Channing Tatum is 41. Emily Wickersham is 37 today. She plays um, uh, Eleanor uh, on NCIS. Rigsby? (laughs) No, not Eleanor Rigsby. Ellie. Uh, Yeah, Ellie. uh, But I can't remember her name. Yeah, Bishop? yeah, Eleanor Bishop on uh, NCIS. And Aaron Judge is 29 today. Here come the judge. Boy, I wish the Yankees would play better. I got no room to talk. They're just terrible. It's been a rough week. Yeah, the Reds came crashing back to earth. The Yankees week. are terrible. I don't know. You get it together. Maybe we need to go back to a 60-game season, Sam. That uh, It didn't end well for the Reds either because they forgot how to offense yeah. in, the, in, the, in the playoffs. So. Your, your team and my team did better in a sprint. Yeah. Oh, by the way, John James Audubon, born in 1785, Ma Rainey in 1886. I feel like they should have just ended the season a week and a half ago. Probably. Reds were 6-1, and one, feeling good. Uh, well, the, a week ago was no better for me. You might need to separate Dennis and I, though, because coming up this weekend, big Reds-Cubs series, first really? one of the season. So. I spent half my life separating Cards fans from Reds fans and now Cubs fans from Reds fans. I don't know how to do that. I'm getting tired of that, actually. <laughs> Let's go to 1965. Wayne Fontana and the Mindbenders with Game of Love. On the Good Morning Vietnam soundtrack, by the way. That's really where I came to know that song was thanks to the Robin Williams movie. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> Let's go to 1974. Gladys Knight and the Pips, number one. She's got a great voice. She does indeed. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Is there no idol this week or is it? They spent this past week at the Grand Floridian at Walt Disney World. They flew back to California. And they'll be on next week. Next Idol week, made okay. the rare move, a lot of uh, because they had to work in the Oscars, but they took a pause on Idol to get the Oscars worked in. Their ratings would have been better if they just done done Idol. <laughs> I agree. Everyone's watching Alyssa Ray. Our, yeah, our house would have been watching. <laughs> My house wouldn't have been watching regardless. So yeah, I got it. But would you have come closer to watching Idol? Uh probably not. Probably not. Well, it would have been more entertaining to talk about. 1983, Michael Jackson. By the way, for those of you that weren't alive or don't know, this was the first single off of Thriller. This is the one that set the tone for everything to come. And then, for those of you that don't know, the Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. Did you know Eddie Eddie Van Halen did a guitar solo? He, didn't he just... He just died in the last year, didn't he? October. That's right. Here it comes. Here it comes. For those of us living in the time, he knew that was Eddie Van Halen. Like, oh, there's only one guy that can shred like that. You kids learned something today. Yeah, I'm not sure I knew that. Well, I did. I, I wasn't talking to necessarily you two kids. Huh? I was oh, talking okay. to kids in general. Maybe you didn't know something. Here you're about to learn something else. Mama. That in 1992, 
after this song came out in the early 80s, thanks to Wayne's World, the movie, Bohemian Rhapsody was launched to the top of the charts. Love just, this song. Just thanks to Wayne and Garth in a, in a pacer <laughs> with the uh, guys head bobbing. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramoose, Scaramoose. <laughs> Will you do the Fandango? All right, Butterfly, Crazy Town in 01. Nothing on you, B.O.B. and Bruno Mars in 2010. And Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. Old Town Road was number one two years ago today. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the Fandango? Thunderbolts and lightning. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. There's Galileo. no good place to get out of this no, song. You There's no good place. <laughs> I love the harmony there. By the way, if you've Aww. not seen Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> though, the the poetic aspect of of Mike Myers being the guy who was trying to squash this song for Queen was just it was an interesting turn turnabout. All right, NBC Pearl of Wisdom for today. Life is like a road trip. Enjoy each day. And don't carry too much baggage. Life is like a road trip. Enjoy each day and don't carry too much baggage. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky. WKHG Litchfield. Kentucky. USA. 104.9 FM. The Twin Lakes. Best Mix. K105. Your news starts now.